This is a Zero Talent Podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Zero Talent Podcast. Today we have with us Brentley. Hello. Joe. Hello. And it's your boy. I'm your host, Ethan. And before we get into today's discussion, let's get a quick word in from our sponsor, Audible. This podcast is brought to you by Audible. We have a special link at audibletrial.com slash zero talent. You can go to that and you get a free credit too if you're a Prime member. Uh, good for any premium selection of titles that you would like. You get access to the Audible Plus catalog for podcasts, audiobooks, guided wellness, and Audible originals. For an entire month, you can listen to those all you want without needing any credits. And it sends a friendly little email reminder before your trial ends. In case you're not satisfied, you can cancel before you get charged. Uh, that being said, it is only $14.95 a month. And uh, every time your payment comes through, you get another credit for another uh, premium title. All right. So I was thinking about it, you guys. Uh, I know you're really into mobile games, and I'm just curious what some of your thoughts are on them and if you've been playing any recently. Actually, I mean, I'd say out of all of us, I keep up the most with uh, mobile games. Definitely. I, I follow a subreddit called like Gotcha Gaming and like it talks about all the upcoming games and everything and like. Oh, you would. And uh, something I've seen on it because I've seen like these were like facts that I'd seen that are they're kind of wild. Uh, so Diablo Immortal has been making um, like a million dollars a day from the game. Still, after all the problems with it. Um, and here's the funny one that I saw for it was that half of the player base for Diablo Immortal has never played another, uh, like another Diablo game. I believe it. Yeah, that makes sense, to be honest. Yeah, the, I was, I was kind of shocked about that, by that, but then I remembered that it was a mobile game, like in and of itself, I guess. The fact that it's still making a million dollars a day, though, is baffling. Yeah, that is pretty crazy. And I I think that some of that has to do with just the fact that I I don't think that we really appreciate, guys, just how much gaming has changed in terms of how many people have access to games now that didn't used to even bother. Oh, yeah. Oh, true. You know, it used to be before, if you had any inkling toward a game, you had to at least get a console and if not have a PC capable of playing. And now it's, you know, everybody's got a phone just about. So if, if you have a phone... You can play a lot of games. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I will say that's one good thing about like mobile games. Uh, it's really broadened the horizons of gaming, I feel like. Plus, most of them are usually always free, too. Of course, they have the pay-to-win aspect to where you want to spend money here and there or disposable income here and there, then by all means. But they do definitely have the uh, gambling aspect of it. But <laughs> Yo, it's, it's 2022. What's disposable income? <laughs> that's a fact man true you can make your own just you gotta take you gotta, there's some pros, pros and cons to that but I want this summon I, I guess I don't need to eat lunch this week exactly just skip lunch for the week and then there's easy easy summons as long as you don't get fucked it's worse though whenever you get like whenever you don't get what you summon for so then you're sitting there for the rest of the week like man yeah, yeah, man. I really wanted some Wendy's this week, but I guess this uh, peanut butter sandwich will do. But like, if you guys think about it, like, just from like a game like Diablo Immortal, which almost looks exactly like a copy of Diablo Three on console for phones. I mean, whenever I was growing up, I remember playing um, 
temple run. Like that was like our games that we had. Yeah. Doodle jump. Fruit Doodle Ninja. Jump. Doodle jump. Yeah. See, like those were like our games. It was like, there was no shot of you being able to play with another person. There were leaderboards to show how far people got, but other than that, it was very hard to play with anyone else. Almost impossible most of the time. Probably the biggest game I remember growing up that like took off and had a huge following was Clash of Clans. Yo, I've actually been playing that again uh, here oh, recently. Oh my god. I, I didn't link it to like any account for whatever reason, and obviously I don't have the same phone I had back in middle school. So I downloaded it just to be like, oh, what's up with Clash? And I had to start over uh, at like Town Hall level one and everything. And I was like, yo, this is actually low key kind of fun. Not going to lie. Oh, my. See, those are the type of mobile games I can't play is the ones where you have to wait for something to build. I don't like that. Never have, really. <laughs> uh, I don't mind it. I mean, these two games are pretty similar. I've also been playing Fallout Shelter, and it's definitely the same uh, way. Yeah. yeah. See, but like the base building ones, like base building uh, mobile games or like strategy games like that, I've never got into them mainly because I'm too I'm dumb as hell. You're you're a resident monkey, dude. <laughs> dude, exactly. I you just, just want like, the action. Yeah, I don't really care. I don't really want to plan like strategically plan. Like, let me just attack stuff and fight it. I think it's why I like <laughs> turn based uh, RPGs so much, like on mobile. Just the enemy. Do attack enemy. Yeah, just that's about it. attacking. Uh, what you were saying earlier about like. The, the early mobile games, you're only a year younger than us, so you might remember this too, but I remember like whenever iPhones were first becoming a, a big thing and not everyone had them yet, I still had a BlackBerry because, you know, I was a little businessman in middle school and uh, I, I would go up to some somebody that like I was friends with and be like, yo, you just got an iPhone. Can I play a game on it? And like asking my friends <laughs> yeah. to play games. <laughs> Dude, I remember when you had that uh, Brick Breaker game on your BlackBerry or whatever, and you used to go to town on that, didn't you? Yeah, it was around the same time that people were getting iPhones, and that's kind of how I convinced them, like, because Brick Breaker's only on Blackberries, so I'd be like, hey, you want to play some Brick Breaker? Uh, like, I'll, I'll give you my phone, you give me yours. The world's lamest drug deal. I know, right? <laughs> played that stupid paper toss game. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Did you guys ever play the one that was like gun sounds? It literally was just a bunch of guns yes. and you shoot them. Dude, <laughs> the lighter app and like the lightsaber app. <laughs> oh my God. Dude, if you think about it, I never would have thought mobile games would have got like this good. Because I mean, I hate to give this game credit for it, but dude, Genshin Impact. Like I absolutely hate it now. And they've absolutely destroyed the game. Every time you say the name of that game, it's just followed by silence from everyone else. Dude, I mean, I don't blame you, to be honest. It's like, I, I, I feel like it's like, uh, Genshin Impact is like a mistress of yours <laughs> that you don't want anyone to find out about because you don't, I don't know how to. to uh, honestly, no, you don't, you don't have to say anything else. That is a perfect description of Genshin Impact. Yeah, it's just like, I don't even think the community likes it. They just like the characters that they release, and that's it, because there's nothing else much about the game that goes on. As someone who doesn't play it regularly and actually, but actually knows a thing or two about it, I will say I do respect Genshin Impact for what it is. Mm-hmm. My only hang-up with it is the fact that you hit a wall at a certain point, you run out of content, and then you're either pay-to-win or you, you're just sitting there waiting for new releases and, and on such a grind. 
Yeah, because they don't they don't even really have like an end game to it, and then half the time this is the thing that I like. Like I don't even care about the like. I actually like the story of Genshin. Like uh, whenever I first played it, I would like read every cut, like watch every cut scene, and like listen to it and stuff because I was actually interested in the uh, story and everything and like the lore of the world. But which is rare for me. But like That's I actually I really like say. the characters. Yeah, I mean it's very rare for me to do that unless I actually get into the game and like really like the characters. But then. It hit a certain point to where I was like, okay, yeah, they'll probably eventually fix it. Still has it fixed stuff because there's like, you'll be sitting there talking to an NPC and they'll just be talking and then their mouth just stops moving. And there's just words coming out of a closed mouth. And there's just a bunch of stuff that like really like, what's a word? Like de-immerse or unimmerse? I don't know what the, I don't know what the word for it would be, but like takes you out of it. We're not going to sell you. Okay. <laughs> Alright, that's fine. Anyway, I'm just gonna go DMRS. That one sounds cool. But it was just, I don't know. But it's like they started making so much money that they only fix problems with the characters and then nothing else because they know people still gonna pay them money for just the characters and only that. Oh, you're bringing me back to League of Legends there. <laughs> They're still making a stupid amount of money from the game. And I don't even think half the community likes the game, but they still play it. Just like League. Yeah, man. I... I'm the I'm kind of the resident naysayer on most mobile games here on the podcast, so I'm just gonna throw that out there before anyone gets the wrong idea. I, I'm not a mobile games fan at this point. Why aren't you a mobile games fan? Is it just you don't have enough time, or you just don't like playing games on your phone? <sighs> a little bit of both, to be honest. Because, like, on the one hand, yeah, I'm not crazy about the gotcha game mentality, where it's like, yeah, it's free or whatever, but you're gonna get to a point where you're just gonna hit a wall. I feel like you have to spend money and then just it just feels bad like i don't i don't like that makes me feel icky and dewy but then also for any games that have significant controls or whatever i don't like phone screen controls i don't like the touchpad controls so you know call it call it the boomer in me but just don't don't usually have a lot of reason to hop in i mean the controls are very clunky sometimes uh which like take you out of it that's one of my biggest complaints kind of feeding into what you were saying i am somewhere in between ethan and joe when it comes to mobile games uh i definitely like the turn-based rpg ones like joe was saying and i can get into the bigger ones every now and then but i think mobile games have gotten too big like joe do you remember that marvel future revolution game that we got really into for a bit when it came out yeah it's one of those that's like essentially a phone MMO and yeah. it was really fun. Like uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I got every character to max level that was available at the time. Didn't play it for about a year. Hopped back on it a couple of days ago just to see what was going on. And I didn't recognize the game at all. And all of that progress that I made was basically useless because I didn't remember how to play the game because it was so big and like they changed so much that I was like, well, uh, I just can't play this game anymore. Basically, with some games, it's like you have to pay attention to who the uh, developers are. And I'm pretty sure that one was, I want to say Netmarble. It was Netmarble, yeah. Yeah, they are very well known in the uh, mobile game industry for almost like taking a quick buck and then just being absolute dicks to the community after that. 
Well, it's not even that necessarily. Um, this one specifically, they've updated quite a bit, probably because it's Marvel and they have no choice because Disney would be down their throats. Um, it still gets updates like to this day. It's just that they've the level cap was 100 when we played. I think it's like 150 or something like that now. And the, the mechanics are just completely different. So it was like, my character's level 100. I'm close to end game stuff but they changed the way that it works and I just don't know how to play it. So it kind of made it useless is what happened. Mm -hmm. Also, Joe's really into gotcha games. If you haven't picked up on that, I mean, he said he's in a subreddit for it. Uh, Ethan, how long do you think it is until he just goes for the ultimate gotcha game and downloads like DraftKings Sportsbook and just starts making bets? That's a good point. Oh my God, Joe, when? When's it happening? Nah, that's what like I... I find it amusing to gamble in games, sadly, which I've been doing a, actually a very lot less of. I have I, I can't even remember the last time I actually spent money in a mobile game. Um, but I've been doing it a lot less. But I have had no need to even gamble in real life. The only thing about that I've done that on is like the Mega Millions here, which is like the lottery. Nice. So, and I don't even play it a lot. I wish you would have won. Yeah, yeah same. Pay off the house I just bought. <laughs> I'm happy to hear it because I get stressed out by gambling. Like, like the number one thing. So, like, okay, for example, my wife gets really stressed out by people who eat too much or, or whatever, like watching my 600 pound life or something. Uh, my thing, I get stressed out by gambling addiction. So, the thought of like gotcha games and gambling and stuff really, really makes my skin tingle. So, <laughs> you know, that stresses me the fuck out. But does it stress you out because you think you're susceptible to it or I don't know, just the idea of gambling addiction where people are like, I bet like they're they're get, they get too heated in a poker game and they bet their car keys oh, on, yeah. a, on a pot and lose. And it's like, OK, well, you just completely almost ruin your life because you're impulsive. See, I, I would never get like that bad with it, but I do love casino gambling more than like gotcha games and stuff. And I know it's a very slippery slope, so I just try to avoid it. I have no problem with gambling. It's just gambling addiction really messes with me. That's fair. That's fair. As long as you can keep it in check, I guess. You got to know who you are. I feel like that's the only like thing I like. I'm very annoyed at myself with is like the gotcha part. Like other than that, I don't really have. I don't really like. How do I explain this? Other than that, you're perfect. You're <laughs> no, the no, ideal no, no. human specimen. No, like in real life, I don't even like see a need. I don't know why it's like in real life. I don't see a need to like gamble, but then on for PNGs and stuff, I like want to get. I want to get something in a like a game. I don't know if it's like where. I mean, a lot of the time, I I spit. That's what I spend my time. My my free time, I guess, at like work or something like that to help pass time is like just play games on my phone. Maybe you just really like the color purple or anime waifus. <laughs> anime games are pretty cool on the phone. I'm not gonna lie. Joe's introduced me to quite a few of them. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I will say this. I actually, I was thinking about this just a bit ago. Believe it or not, I actually have some games on the phone that I actually really, really enjoy and really respect. I'm not completely anti-mobile gaming. I'm curious what those games are. Yes, I am. Well, first off, you know, some people might feel strongly about this specific game, but I think as a mobile version, it's like perfect port. 
old school RuneScape. Hmm. Oh, really? I downloaded it on mobile and never tried it. Yeah, so like the difference is very minimal. It's similar to regular RuneScape, and it. So if you like regular RuneScape, you'll probably like mobile RuneScape. Like there's only oh, like okay. every every now and then you'll get a little bit of like a like an annoyance or whatever with it being mobile, but it's pretty much the same game. It's kind of kind of set up for mo- uh, point and click pretty good. Well, yeah, I just feel like the my biggest problem with it would probably be screen space. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it is what it is. Sometimes the zooming can be kind of awkward on there. Just to get a bigger phone. Well, <laughs> played on an iPad. <laughs> and, you know, I, I actually... So, I'm going to show my boomer here a little bit. I um, I have a slight addiction to Sudoku. So, I play a lot of Sudoku on my phone. That's uh, one of the games I have downloaded right now is a Sudoku game. So, yeah. That's such a dad move. Dude, it is. I'm, I, like, I play the expert and I try to time myself. So far, I'm down to like seven and a half minutes is the shortest I can do one. My all-time record is five, but that was like an outlier. That's still impressive. That I typically average like the seven to nine range. I average like the 10, but I am pretty stupid. So, well, I did like Sudoku's all the time in school because uh, like the gifted stuff. Yeah, we all know, Brent, you were super smart. And nah, all that. No, nah, I'm just like Rain Man is all. That explains your social skills, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm good at numbers, but I have no friends. Wait, what are you guys? Uh, business we're, acquaintances. We're acquaint- yeah, business uh, acquaintances right now. Jesus. All right. Well, this has been fun. Uh, gotta go. <laughs> um, I'm curious, actually, uh, before we get too far off the mobile games topic, how many mobile games do you have downloaded right now, Joe? Um, That he plays or that he just has still downloaded? Mm, both, I guess. Let's see. That I play or two? Okay, that's respectable. Let me see. The other ones, I kind of just log in every now and then just to get rewards, but I don't ever actually play them, which is uh, two, like two more. Is one of them Dragon Ball? Uh, it's Dokkan Battle. I just log in on there and get the uh, rewards and then get off. I don't even do the dailies. That's not as many as I thought it would be. I'm not going to lie. No, nah, that's what yeah. you all you always think that I just must have like a phone full of games and I don't <laughs> I usually like just like have like what I actually enjoy playing and then don't get tempted on. You, by the you other just ones. cycle in and out sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think what we're learning is I might actually play more mobile games than Joe. Oh, no. How many do you have? You don't ever delete yours, though. You had one that like you was like, oh, yeah, it's been on here for like a year. I just never played it. No, I have I have nine downloaded and I actively play seven of them. What seven do you actively play? Uh, Clash, Clash Royale, Fallout Shelter, Sudoku, Galaxy of Heroes, Magic, Pokemon Go, Raid, and Poker. Wait, you you consistently play Magic? Yeah. Uh, Arena is what I have downloaded on the phone. Dude, why don't we ever play? Uh, Can you play like if you're on the PC? I mean, if I knew you were playing Magic, I'd download it on my phone. I've been dying to play some Magic. Yeah, I mean, the account's linked, so, like, you have the same cards on PC or mobile, and, yeah, I love Magic. Jeez. Like, do you actually, like, okay, <laughs> not not to go off topic, do you, um, do you, like, actually try to stick to a format, play draft? Like, what do you do yeah, on there? I mean, a, a little bit of everything. Um, I try to go with whatever cards are not currently banned, get into, like, the tournaments and stuff. 
Okay, I, I got some content ideas coming up. We, we can play some magic. This is going to be good. That's going to be pretty fun. Not going to lie. I, I, I would love to help you pilot through a draft. I think that would be fun. So I was wrong, actually. That's eight that I actively play. Eight out of nine. Do you just like poop a lot and you do it on the toilet or like? No, it's just that. Why do you do this to yourself? A a lot of the games I play aren't like you have to actively be on it for long periods of time. So like I'll just open them up, check like Clash and Fallout Shelter, for example. Um, I'll open them up, check like what's going on, collect my resources, send people out on missions. And then that's it. I just close it out for like another six, seven hours, however long it takes. And then the other ones are just kind of like, if I have some downtime, I just pick one and play it. And it just depends on what mood I'm in. So what you're saying is you're a fiend for dailies. Oh yeah. That's, that's my biggest thing. I love stuff like that. Like if I can get some daily rewards, uh, go in, do like resource management, stuff like that. That's, that's where I'm at. That's crazy. Cause I hate the daily grind. I hate it, but I know I have to do it. Yeah. That's why I quit playing Yu-Gi-Oh! Cause I was, I got to the point where it just such a grind. I was like, I, I don't want to do this to myself anymore. Fair enough. I mean, I mean, it makes sense that we like different aspects considering I think, uh, in a previous conversation, we talked about liking video games in general for different reasons. True. You, you like to see like boxes checked. Exactly. So I, I think that the type of mobile games that I like the most are other than the card game strategies, because I, I am like a. I do play Yu-Gi-Oh and Magic and stuff. I'm one of those guys, but I don't I don't play them on the phone really anymore. But the games that I actually like that actually I think are best suited for mobile games, but they're for some reason, iOS specifically doesn't have very many of them is visual novels. Ooh, those are fun. Ooh. Yeah. So for those who are unaware, that's a visual novel is kind of like a story based game where you just uh, click through mostly text with some pictures Uh, often. So like, this is a common thing in Japan. So you'll have like most anime are based off of visual novels. But what you'll do is you'll just click through, click through, click through, and then you'll make a decision and so on. And you have branching stories and stuff. It's kind of like a telltale games, but told in novel form. They're under the choose your own adventure, right? Yeah. There's yeah, like, like choose your own adventure. That's actually a better representation than telltale because at least choose your own adventure. You're reading a lot more. No, yeah, no, I think that's a perfect representation. And I think that that is perfect for the phone. And I, I, do, I absolutely enjoy some of that stuff. The only one I've played that's like that is Doki Doki Literature Club. Oh, that was a banger. <laughs> Except that was not on the phone. It was not on the phone. Do you remember the night that me and you played that? Like, I mean, you yeah. can't play it together because it's single player, but like, we played through it at the same time while talking on Discord. Yeah, we stayed up the whole night because it was morning whenever we finished. I'm not going to lie. It really messed with me. <laughs> Dude, it was... uh. I was not killing, kidding when that game was like under the psychological horror category. Yeah. Because yeah. we were both like, what does that mean? Everybody's like, what does that like mean for in-game? And we, we figured it out really quick, and then uh, yeah. I, I didn't sleep that night. As a visual novel player, um, that game is especially effective if you know something about visual novels going in, because there are like, I mean, there are hundreds of games that feel and look like Doki Doki that don't have the psychological horror, so it just it seems like it's going to be one of those boring. It's like, oh, yeah, you're just doing the school thing. And you're trying to build relationships with the girls. And then suddenly you just end up in hell. 
Yeah, I mean, I even noticed, and I, I don't play as many as you do, I was like, this is hitting almost every trope possible up to that point, and then you just go for a ride. <laughs> and then yep. you find your friend in a room. Yeah, we'll, we'll leave it at that. Kicks it off. Do you guys ever play, like, the um, action mobile games? So, like, the dungeon crawlers, or the the shooting games, or the, the or ports? Like, ports of games or anything? I tried Apex Legends mobile. Ooh, that sounds horrible. It was like Apex Legends, just mobile version, but it's so hard to play it because of the all the buttons on the phone, because of all the abilities that you got, and then just all the buttons to like switch weapons or like slide and jump and all that, and that makes it a lot harder. But I have seen the like where there's like there's like controller things that you can plug into your phone. <laughs> That make it like unfair, which I don't think that's how they're supposed to be played at all. And well, you don't even have to get a special controller for it. Um, Xbox One controllers are Bluetooth, and I linked mine up and played an Apex match, and I got like thirty kills in one. Ah, uh, okay. Are, are we? Do you think maybe it's just us being boomers where the phone thing is difficult, or do you think it's actually difficult? I don't think that it's a good platform for the faster paced games like that. It's harder, that's for sure. I mean, I maybe you could just like I don't I don't know. I think it's where I've actually played Apex to where it's like, ah yeah, I don't really want to play this on the phone because it isn't like I play phone games for them to be like quick and easy, like to pass time. Whenever you play Apex on like on mobile, you gotta actually sit down and play out a whole like battle roy- uh, royale match. Yeah. And my my preferred style is much more like pick it up, collect, put it back down. So the fact that yeah. I have to like have it hold my attention uh, for that long, it, I, I just lose interest. Uh, now, what you were saying as far as like mobile game ports, uh, I do have two downloaded right now that I didn't. I already list. know what one of them is. Uh, you know what both of them are. It's Knights of the Old Republic one and two. I, uh, <laughs> I my secret goal is to just try to work that into every podcast episode. I don't think I've missed one yet. I don't think you have. But hey, you brought it up, so like that's on you. You know what? You're right. That's on me. I'm sorry, listeners. I'll try to think better next time. Uh, we'll keep Star Wars Nice of the Old Republic out of this podcast as much as I personally can allow it. Uh, I will only mention it if it actually comes up. I'm not just going to force it. So it's on you guys at this point. I could see you forcing it, though, especially where it's nah. on like a record or on a uh, yeah, on, like on a speaking record. OK, so. This is kind of related to ports, but also doesn't necessarily need to be related to ports because I know they make specific mobile games for these. But uh, where are you guys at on JRPGs? I don't I don't know how much either of you play them. And if you do, do you ever play them on mobile? Who? I don't know. I don't know too much about them. Would you play Pokemon if it came to mobile? Oh, 100 percent. I would. Yeah. I, I mean, I play Pokemon Go, which is like the closest that you're probably ever going to get to a Pokemon mobile game. Um, that is a good that is a good mobile game i wouldn't say that though i mean to be honest i mean mobile games are now able to like produce like games like quality console quality level games you could but nintendo is so stingy with their ip yeah they're not gonna let that happen that's That's what i was thinking was more that aspect but on the other hand they have that super mario run game you might get a pokemon knockoff like pokemon go but it's not they're not going to release like they're not going to go back and say like, okay, guys, we're porting Pokemon Emerald to mobile. Have no, fun. no, you won't get a mainline one for sure. Ooh, question: Would you guys play a gotcha Pokemon game? 
Okay, hold on. I, I will answer that in a second. First, I'm going to answer Ethan's question about the, the JRPGs. I have mixed feelings, and I just I really wanted to state that because I feel like you're probably going to get upset with it, but I, I just, I don't know, man. It seems like there's a lot of unnecessary stuff added into them. Well, I mean, uh, like, uh, you're talking art, art, uh, JRPGs in general, not JRPGs, JRPGs in, in general, mobile. yeah. Yeah, like, I agree to an extent because a lot of the times they are, like, really grindy. And the story, like, to get through one, you got to dedicate, like, 30 to 50 hours or whatever. So if it's not your cup of tea, it is not your cup of tea. But yeah. if that is your cup of tea, especially turn-based JRPGs, so less, like, fantasy, uh, Final Fantasy, like, the later ones, but more so, like, the old-school stuff, Final Fantasy six and before, and then games that are like that, I will say the turn-based JRPGs, it's kind of ideal for mobile because you can take your time and select slowly. It's not that precision that you need to play other high-paced action games. Yeah, those would be pretty good. As far as Final Fantasy goes, the only one I've played is 15, and I liked it, but I heard it was nothing like other Final Fantasies. Well, I don't like anything after 6, so... It was more of like a hack-and-slash action-adventure game. Yeah, that's that's pretty much newer Final Fantasy. Oh, okay. Now, circling back around to Joe's question, I would 100% play a Pokemon Gacha game if it was like you just had to make a team out of whatever you pulled kind of thing. Yeah, oh, I know, right? That sounds amazing. I would go so fucking broke. <laughs> <sighs> I, I, I am the, the dedicated Pokemon master of this podcast no offense anybody but uh that's not proven we never got on that website and had a battle oh, oh yeah pokemon dude we have that'd be some good content i was gonna say new idea for content pokemon showdown let's go we can do random battles too we don't even have to build teams that's the best thing i was gonna say we discussed our release plan i got nothing else to do tonight i mean i do need to do some editing but i would put that away for pokemon you might have sold me on this circle back all right guys I'll be honest, I love mobile games. Actually, I hate mobile games for the most part. So <laughs> he said it. He completely. said it. He said it. Don't strike it. <laughs> I love I love talking about how much I hate mobile games. Okay. But I think we've beaten that dead horse enough. And I think now it's time to hear a word from our sponsor, Anchor. All right, guys. I think... See, I'm excited because I think that today is my hot take. Is it not? It is. It is, which scares me because I'm next week. Oh, yeah, you better be thinking, Bob. Look, he just said it's next week, so he knows as of right now. Guarantee you, next week, he's like, oh, I forgot, I don't have one ready. I work best last minute, not counting my uh, tier list for uh, <laughs> games. Yeah, we, uh, we're going to forever roast you on that. I still hate that. Dude, that's forever our first episode. I mean, you just got to live with that. Okay, so... I came into this week and I had at least a couple of really, really good um, hot takes for you guys. So I think the most painful thing for me has just been choosing, you know, choosing one of my babies to, to throw out there. A plethora of hot takes, if you will. My takes are consistently steaming, as they say. But without further ado, let me let me throw this hot take at you. And actually, let me decide if it's better to have Ray here or not for either one of these hold on right who so I, I did some deliberating and obviously ray is not on the 
podcast today. So I had a couple to choose from. I'm going to go with the one that I don't think Ray necessarily would have an opinion on so that we can, because the other one I think Ray's going to have a strong opinion on and I want to hear it. So without further ado, I'm going to get into this one and see what you guys think. Are you ready? Okay. Okay. My hot take is that first, romance in video games is the most underutilized aspect by a significant margin. And that two, it will someday be the largest share of the gaming market. Did you say romance or bromance? Romance. Oh, these are bromance. Before I give an opinion, I would like a clarification on the last half of that hot take. Okay. When I say it will be the largest share of the gaming market, I mean that the romance, like romance games and games geared specifically toward romance will be, if not the highest selling games or the highest grossing games monetarily, they will at least have the most number of games released. Okay. In in some metric, they will be the biggest part of the gaming market. Okay. So, yeah, I just needed the clarification on if you meant like games specifically made with romance in mind or just games with a romance option. But you meant the first I'm talking games that are like in the same way that romance novels are to romance game. Right. Like instead of novel game. Yeah. The genre as a whole. Yep. Oh, man. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Joe. Would you like to fill this one first or I guess I'm just going to have to disagree because you said it was going to be known for selling the most in romance or something. I didn't understand that last part. What I'm saying is that in the same way that arguably, I mean, outside of, okay, so look at books for a second. Obviously the biggest seller of books is just straight up fiction, right? Because it's not got a specific subgenre. But I think it's pretty clear to say that the biggest subgenre for books is romance. Yeah, because you can like pump those out and middle-aged women are going to buy them like crazy. Okay, yeah. Well, what you just said, but for games. I think that video games will be similar to romance novels. Just boom, 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 boom. And whether they're good or not, I think that they are going to absolutely take over the gaming market someday. Nah, no (sighs) shot. Mm. Okay. I feel like I feel like everyone's attention spans are getting too low to even like continuously play like a romance game like that for so long. I mean, I mean it would it definitely has a lot of people that would play them, but not to the degree that you're stating because I feel like no matter what fast-paced games are what everyone wants just to get on and play a quick ma- play some matches with the boys and then get off and like stuff like that. I don't feel like that could ever overtake fast-paced like action games or anything like that. Well, he's not saying it's going to overtake it in cells. He's just saying that there's going to be so many of them. I think they might also overtake in sales, but I think you can interpret that part however. I mean, how, however you define the biggest part of the game. Oh, market okay. Is. okay. I mean, if you define that as there are more romance games or you define that as they make more money, I mean, that's kind of up to you. Because I think that's that's a whole other topic. To be honest, I wouldn't even say that there'd even be more romance games. I feel like 
because I can't even tell you the last one that I heard about that like had a lot of traction. Now this might just be me, but like an actual like romance game to like where you could like interact like with the characters was Doki Doki. That was like the last one I remember. And then the one before that, uh, what's that? What's the one with like rain in the name? I have no idea. Uh, it's probably Noah, but. Yeah, heavy you heavy rain. That's, yeah, I heard that's a lot not a romance game though. Is yeah, it? that's not a romance. Oh, is it not? I thought it was. No, no, it's like a murder mystery. Oh, I just had only seen stuff about like romance in that game. Murder mystery can be romantic. Well, then Doki Doki was then the last one. I I don't think I, I if anything I I'm on the opposite end. I feel like they're going to start being like made less and less, but then you might also get better ones to be produced, but. I feel like they're going to be shorter. Okay, I have a response to to what you're saying there, but first, Brent, do you have something to add to that before I respond to Joe? Um, I mean, you can respond to him if you want, because I think my my response to your hot take is not going to necessarily cover anything that he said. I, I have like a different outlook on it. Okay, then I, then I'll do it that way. So my response to you, Joe, is that. You are absolutely right that today's video game player will not have an outreaching desire to play romance games. Uh And, you know, today's average video game player is probably, what, male in either late teens, early 20s, who's looking to play with the boys and, and get into some action. But as video games become more mainstream and as more people become, you know, open to the idea of getting into a video game or like we were saying less about having a gaming console and more about mobile games. I think that as that opens up to the general population and as say our generation gets older, you're going to have a lot more women who are, I say women because they predominantly read more romance because I I also enjoy romance. I, I read some romance books and, I play some romance games, but, you know, predominantly if a woman is getting into games, woman who doesn't currently play games, they might they might be more inclined to play a romance game. And as that kind of balloons up, say, even if it's 20 years from now, I think it's going to get to a point where, yeah, you are going to have it like like we look at it now today, like the typical woman in her like 40s and 50s reading the romance books you know one after another but you're gonna have a woman from our generation in her 40s and 50s banging out romance games one after the other does that make sense yeah but i feel like like i understand what you're saying with that but i feel like at that point then and like that far i feel like they might even be like people might even be like more inclined to get vrs like vrs might be more um immersive at that point yeah but that's still being a romance game just for vr that's not (laughs) Mm. that sounds pretty sweet actually that does we're getting dangerously close to some some weird stuff but (laughs) hands down yeah um i don't know i still can't i still can't agree with it i could see that it could maybe have potential but i don't ever would i don't actually like i I wouldn't believe in it Okay. Okay. I feel like it's just more easy. It's just easier to have a book if someone wanted to do something like if it was someone that was never been into games 
then it was be to honestly like be easier to either get a book or just uh, find it online and like read through it or something like that rather than like getting a whole system. That kind of goes back to the discussion we were having earlier, though. Mobile games has made it more available to everyone. Like, there could be a slew of romance mobile games and, like, everyone's got a phone, so you don't have to buy a console to get that. And it's not, you know, you're not just going to be reading through it in game form, you know. You could have a Skyrim open game, but it's more geared toward romance or starting a life with a a potential partner that you've chosen or you're in a love triangle or something. You, I mean, I mean completely just being open and real here. Like you, I, I could totally get into that. That sounds fun. I could, but for some reason, whenever you said that, I just imagined me running around in Skyrim with the sole purpose of trying to get the dragonborn laid. Dude, you just handing out amulets and Mara left and right. Exactly. So kind of like a Sims game. Oh, kind of. Or like uh, in my case, I play a lot of choose your own adventures that are romance focused. And, you know, those you can't get that in just straight book form. You know, you got to have some type of mechanism uh, to adhere to your choose your own adventure thing. You know, and if that market becomes huge, and I think it will be at some point, I think that could blow up. Okay, so unless Joe has anything else to add, uh, I would like to give my view of this. I was just gonna say I I don't see it happening. I just I can't. All right, monkey brain doesn't see it. I know you're about to say, man. All right. Well, I don't know. On I see where you're coming from. From like a business perspective, it is an entirely untapped source of income for the gaming industry. Like I get how it would be a good idea. However, I, I'm torn. The first half of your hot take i agree with the second half i do not that's why i made it as it was because i thought that if i just kept it as you know romance games are going to be big it's like well yeah maybe uh but i'm I'm saying it is going to be the biggest that's my hot take no i was referring to the first half where you said that romance is underutilized in games and i fully agree with that like some of the biggest appeal of mass effect for uh, you know a lot of people is the fact that you have different romance options uh you can talk to them you know build a romance over the course of the game and then you know if you do it right or whatever uh you complete it at the end by like starting a relationship with that person and i think that is criminally underutilized but i don't know if i would go as far as to say that the genre as a whole is gonna become that big yeah so you're saying that more games that aren't completely focused on romance should have more romantic qualities yes should have a deeper romantic portion to their games but you don't think that games who are specifically geared toward romance and might have other options like other things in them like you might have a romance game with like a small mystery portion or a small shooting portion or whatever. And I'm talking a game whose specific demographic and whose specific subgenre and goal is romance. You don't think that's going to take off and be the big thing. I don't. And I I think using, you know, some of the words you just used, I, I think that the best way that it should move forward, in my opinion, is main genre should be whatever with the subgenre being romance. I, I think that that adds for a lot of uh, a lot of diversity, a lot of different options when going through a game as far as like 
I don't know, again, using Mass Effect, uh, Andromeda, regardless of what you think of it as a whole, there's a lot of really cool things about it that other games don't do. Like, regardless of if you're playing a male or female, you have male or female romance options. So, like, there's something there for everybody. And I think if I think if more games did that as a subgenre, then they would get a lot more attention. And I think that the subgenres lead to a lot of very rushed and poorly written romances. But see, that's just where I'm coming from. Well, I, yeah, that's fair. If it's done the right way, I think that I would prefer it the way that I'm saying. But I can't fully agree with you that it's like the genre as like the main one being romance. I don't see that taking off and being the biggest. All right, we'll see. 20 or 30 years from now, I'm going to look and I think I'm going to be uh, I think I'm going to be right on this. Listen, if you're right, I'll be right there playing them and I'll tell you that you were right. But I, I just don't see it happening. And I, I might start working on one. You don't know. I, I might start the movement. Well, yeah, we're going to go from zero talent productions, posting podcasts and videos to releasing our first game. And it's a dating sim. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The characters are us. You just have to choose which one of us you want to date. (laughs) Dang, that might hurt some feelings. No, I'm just going to... I'll do the coding for it. I'll just make it to where no matter what, you end up with me. (laughs) You pick, like, me, it just goes to Brent. You pick Ethan, it just goes to Brent. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Joe's character is literally just a sloth. (laughs) I I think that's a good place to wrap up the hot take. (laughs) Just to restate the hot take. I think that romance in games is the most underutilized aspect by a significant margin. And I think that someday romance will be the largest share of the gaming market, the largest subcategory, subgenre, if you will. And I don't think that you guys agree with me, but that's that's my hot take. Where do you where do you guys stand? Is it a yes or a no? Hard no. <laughs> no overall. Although the first part has me on the fence. Uh, okay, okay. I mean, I could see the first part. I could even see it just gives more people more playable options, so there's nothing wrong with that. But the second part's a, hot, a hard no. I, I knew that was a pretty pretty hot take, but I, I thought it'd be more interesting to, to come in hard rather than, you know. It's always better to come in hard. Yeah. Uh, on that note... <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I think that that leaves us at one to two. And clearly I, I was not able to uh, swing you guys, but it is what it is. For what it's worth, I really enjoyed that one. Um, and it, it made me think about romance in games and how I wish there was more of it. Right? I don't know if I've ever Absolutely. played a game that had romance. You played Doki Doki. Oh, yeah, it is right. Yeah, I probably played more games that have <laughs> romances than romance. <laughs> hey, Dom and Marcus. I was literally just about to say that. Okay, guys, um, you know, excited to wrap this one up. Thanks, everybody, for coming to listen to our, our show today. Uh, you know, whether you fall into the romance camp or not, we, we appreciate having you, and we'll catch you next time. TTFN. Thank you all for listening. This is the end of our episode. I'd just like to do some quick plugs before you all leave. You can find all of our content on our website, zerotalent.net, where you also have the ability to make an account and interact with us or other fans in the forums. You can also do this by following our subreddit, r slash zerotalentproductions. Or if you prefer watching on YouTube, you can find our channel there by searching Zero Talent, filtering by channel, and then looking for the broken crown you all know and love. 
You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Zero Talent Productions, where we have various subscription tiers for you to unlock something extra with each one. Thank you all again for listening. Ta-ta for now. That was the Zero Talent Podcast.